0: All right, guys. Hey, welcome back. we got another episode and we have Nate Carlisle in the studio today. And uh, this is going to be an interesting guest. Uh, this is a guy that has brought in uh, millions and millions of dollars into his business. He started it from nothing. Um, he's, he's now brought on more of his brothers and partners to be able to grow it because it's a a huge company that's growing bigger and bigger. He thinks big. Um he's he's a guy that grew up here locally in southern Utah. And so this is somebody I'm excited to introduce you guys to and I think there's going to be uh it's going to be an interesting discussion because he's a very skilled person and a lot of that came I think from your childhood, would you agree?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, we are who we are largely by our childhood.
0: Yeah. And 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 the interesting thing, so we were talking about this off camera so I've always had the perspective, you grew up in Hildale. I grew up in Santa yeah. Clara, so we're 40 minutes apart. The other, the other thing that's similar is that I was raised in the LDS, LDS church and you mm-hmm. were raised in the FLDS church. We share the same first, we, I think we narrowed it down to either the first three or four prophets at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. But at least for sure, Joseph Smith, Brigham Young, and then yeah, John Taylor, John Taylor, probably. Sure. And then after that, maybe one more. Anyway. No, I
1: think I now Now I think about it, it was after John Taylor that, that the breakup started.
0: Okay. Uh, so a lot of the foundational stuff. um we, we share a lot of that and we, we grew up in the same part of the world. I mean, if you think about how vast this world is. Yeah. I mean, we're paper thin close to each other with very similar belief systems when you think about it. And so the the difference though, that I see that I really like uh, when I look at people that grew up that I know, and I know quite a few people that grew up in Colorado city actually, and they're very industrious. I, it feels like the men were taught at a young age to work, like just work, but in, in like your framing in commercial mm-hmm. framing, but, but, with construction in general, like any site of construction or landscaping or excavation, or is that pretty accurate? or, yeah, yeah, change it if I'm not.
1: no, that that's perfectly accurate. as As a small community, and everybody knew everybody, we the, the first time I went on a construction site and doing cleanup, it was just in the community. we had a uh, common practice in the community was Saturdays were for the community. And so we would go around and help out families that couldn't do their own thing would put get put on the list for for needing help that day for each Saturday and so we would gather around us men and boys would gather around and be sent to these different
0: it was just expected. Yeah, it like it, it was, it was, we're it was doing part it. of the practice. I mean yeah. it,
1: it was it was a day for us young men to look forward to. It really was. Mm. And we There was, there was some obviously that didn't want it, but for the most part, it was, we looked forward to it. And
0: why do you think you look forward to it? I'm just curious to just start there.
1: I've always loved perspective. I I never liked to be sitting around at home or doing this or I never liked parties. So there was, Mm -hmm. there was two things going on at the weekends in that community parties or working on other people's helping out other people, their yards doing an addition, a remodel, whatever you want to call it, yard work, whatever. Um, and I was one of the ones that I, I just didn't – parties were pointless to yeah. me. So that's why I look forward to it. Just get out, get to know people, learn perspective, l- do stuff with my hands.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I um I actually didn't know that. I didn't know that you guys on Saturdays would go out and do that. Um, And then when you say parties, like – what what were those like? Like picnics or you know, food get togethers or what what was that like growing up?
1: So towards the end towards the end of that uh community and if anybody studies that community they know what I mean by the end of the community, uh the it w- it was getting more and more shamed, but there was your partiers that would go take uh like what we do nowadays when there isn't a community, you take your Side by sides and all that out mm-hmm. on the sand and do all of that, you know, go on, go out to the edge of the world, go to the Grand Canyon, you know, go hiking up in our beautiful canyons. We live right by Zions, right? National Park, just stuff like that. That's it what is, I mean by It party. is pretty out
0: there. Like yeah. Hilldale, I've always said is very beautiful, in my opinion. If you go up Absolutely. closer to the mountains, like the red, the red rock that they have out there, I think it's beautiful.
1: Oh, it is. And like, I, I took it for granted yeah all the time but uh those were the kind of parties i'm talking about it it wasn't necessarily like there was some drinking and drug parties going on but that was it was so so shamed in the community which it should be in my opinion but it was so shamed in my community that those that were doing that were it it was pretty hidden not public
0: yeah Which is pretty standard anyway. I mean, yeah, growing up LDS, it was the same thing. Like going to high school, were there members of the LDS church that were doing that stuff? Absolutely, but it wasn't like the church was had anything to do with it, they were just members of it. Um, you know, and then they were doing it in secret, you know, too. But in the world in in Utah in general, is that way, I think, probably.
1: Yeah, I I would say so. Like, since you, you could say that I came out of the religion, I'd say. Fifteen, 16 not not long before i started Tecton, um and it 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 was really just another community with a little different set of rules a lot more strict mm-hmm. a lot more strict on expectations but you go around utah to these little tight-knit communities um there's a lot of similarities when when you get to know how tight knit they are and like the expectations of the parents, the expectations of their their leaders. Sure, you know. L- let's talk start. about
0: as a as a male mm-hmm. being a provider and being industrious. Because like I said, going back to how I how I see like you know, people come from Hilldale, Colorado City are, are pretty honest people in general. You're hardworking, all those things. What was that expected? What was expected of you? Was it, hey, go create your own business? Or was it you're expected to work for somebody? Are you all supposed to work with for, for somebody within the community? What were the expectations from a young man, you know, from, from young age to then, hey, now you're more mature in your 30s and 40s and 50s? What was your expectation?
1: So the expectations was being industrious to a company that um gave a lot to, uh, donated a lot so it was very encouraged that way very i would say the expectation was absolutely go work for x company because they they donate a lot to the church
0: so but it could be uh, if they were outside of of this of the community the, as long as they Donate or it wouldn't make sense that very many people probably no. would. There, so, yeah. We didn't have outside okay, money coming
1: it. in. It w- it was inside. So if you were working for a company outside of that community, you were, you were considered on the road out. Like you really? were, yeah, you were, you were about to leave
0: the community. Hmm. So everything is kind of in house.
1: Yeah. It, it you was will. an ecosystem in itself. In, in, far, in, in large. Like we, we went out. The crew, the young men, older men, we, we'd go out and build down here in St. George, really all over the country Yeah. Um, and bring that money in. And then at that point, it was just an ecosystem inside
0: the community. Yeah. So, well, let's say that you have an idea, something in construction as a young man, and you're, you've had experience, and, you, and you're like, hey, I think we don't have this in our community. I'm going to go start my own business. Could you just go do that? It was not encouraged. Okay. It was not
1: encouraged and uh, didn't happen very often.
0: I'm curious to know why. I'm just curious, but more on the more on the side of, let's say you're a young man, you're a young hustler. Let's say there's a need, right? There's a need in the community and outside, maybe just from, you know, evolution of our society, of our living. Yeah. Is that different? I mean, I I would think that the leaders would probably be like, well, hey, we need this. This young guy has experience here. Let's let him start it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it was more. And you're making my head spin a little bit. I never really thought that deep about that. (laughs) But uh, I'm just curious. I yeah, I I really am just curious. No, I I have an answer for you. And that is. is It was all about it was all about making sure the profits came back to the community. So let's say that uh, you were a close a son or a relative to the leaders and you had that ambition, it was encouraged 100% because the, the chances of that those profits coming back to the community, back to the leadership, it was a good chance. But mm-hmm. it, it, me as really nobody except for just a member,
0: I, I would have never got the green light. Gotcha. Somebody else may have. Yeah. But it would have been, okay, no, that makes sense. And then the church from there, as they hit the money back in, how did you see that distributed? Was it in, they would let it stay with the companies to be able to help grow the companies? Obviously, there's got to be some of that to make your orders and get your materials and pay workers and all that stuff. But then as far as like making sure that everybody's needs are met, here's the other thing that if people don't know this, if so... And and I actually don't know if it's something that's brought up in yours, but we 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 talk about the law of consecration. Yeah. Okay. So similar. And I the reason I thought that you might because I think it was Joseph Smith that talked about it, right? Like yeah, yeah,
1: he he brought it to light,
0: right? So that that is the idea, right? At least how like I'm yeah. feeling and hearing that that's probably why it's all all the prophets are going back. Yeah. But so the prof not the prophet like the the money. Yeah, the prophet. just said like the prophet of the <laughs> church and the prophets. I see how that can be confusing. Yeah. <laughs> the money's coming back into the community.
1: No, I wish we could born that many profits. <laughs> um No, it was it was all about uh giving what you didn't need, absolutely need. And now mm-hmm. it the the one important thing is it got this way in the mid to late 2000s. Um as far as like it wasn't this way back in the nineties when I was born. It was a really a freedom like you had a lot more freedom to do what you needed and then turn money in as you could obviously, the ten percent rule stayed in place you'd just like the l d s you'd turn in ten percent a tithe a tithing yeah, and then after that it was turn in everything you don't need, and that's and, the law of
0: consecration yeah
1: and and it started tightening up when when the leaders started branching out all over the United States. Trying to build up other communities, then they wanted, they needed a lot more money. So at that point, a a ton of pressure was put on the, on every cent possible. So and and honestly, that's that's when it started coming undone. Uh, Too much pressure put on the business. There was so many businesses that went out of business because too much of that pressure,
0: just because they couldn't afford.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you if you don't have you cash can... flow inside your own business, how are you gonna dead. survive?
0: Yeah, it's dead. Any business, right?
1: Yeah, two thousand eight. I I don't know this number, but exactly, but I'll bet you sixty seventy five percent of the business failed because they didn't
0: have any cash. Wow, and that was right around the time that Warren was going through the allegations, two thousand seven.
1: Yeah, he 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 was he was uh, caught in two thousand five. I believe it was 2005,
0: and he was he, caught in a, in a truck. Like he was, he was driving right along the United States or something, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, right outside of Vegas. He was caught uh, in 2005, but they were they 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 were still building the temple down in Texas. And I mean, that community has, jeez i I'd, I'd put hundreds of millions of dollars into it that came from Colorado City, yeah. Hilldale. Wow. Hundreds of
0: millions, you feel like, from Hilldale?
1: I feel like between operation and all everything they were doing, I think so. Wow, that's crazy. Is that still a thing in Texas? No, that was seized by the state Okay, after all that fiasco down there.
2: Okay,
0: so there's nobody out there anymore? No. Interesting. Yeah, I actually, weirdly enough, so I was a freshman in high school in 2007. I didn't know a lot of this until last year until Mm -hmm. I really did I hear of Warren Jeff's absolutely yeah did I know much about him no did I know much about what the allegations were no (laughs) um this is a question that I'm I it's a personal I'm curious uh just because I'm curious to know mainly because of my own religion Um. In in LDS Church, there's a declaration, official declaration number two in, in the Doctrine and Covenants. By the way, I don't know this question either. Do you guys have Doctrine and Covenants? Yeah. Okay, which I figured because Joseph Smith was the one that put those together, right? Uh, Official declaration number two, does that ring a bell? No. Okay, that's fine. So I don't think so we, either. So blacks in the priesthood? No blacks, no. Okay. So blacks in the priesthood were not allowed early on in the LDS, FLDS, whatever we want to call right. it, the early times of the church, we'll call it. And there's a fix official declaration number two where whatever prophet at that time, and I'm sorry I can't remember, basically said, hey, we've now received revelation that blacks can hold the priesthood. And there was there was some things at that time that I think were a little bit uh, – the, the, the U.S. government at the time basically flexed their muscles and said, hey, yeah. if you're not doing that, then we're, we're going to make you pay taxes. Discrimination and, and all discrimination that. Discrimination and emancipation, proclamation, all that. Convenient? I think so. Uh, I wasn't there. But in that same, this is where I'm getting my question. It's long-winded. Yeah. In the same declaration, basically says, by the way, mad ad-libbing. A prophet cannot lead the, the church astray because if a prophet leads the church astray, God will remove him from his office.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that basically to members of the church basically means he'll be killed by God. He'll be removed and he'll be taken. He'll just vanish. Something will happen. Yeah. Because God will not allow his church to be led astray. Yeah. It's convenient for the church leaders. That's how, that's how I kind of feel about it. Um, however, I think that a lot of members kind of see it as like, well, they're, they're, they are human. And I hear this a lot that, well, when he's speaking as a man, he's speaking as a man, but when he's speaking as a prophet, he's speaking as a prophet and he's never wrong there. Yeah. I'm like, how do you distinguish the two? You know, I, I, I kind of have a hard time with that one. Okay. My question is, that's how I feel about my side and, and how I was raised is I go, I don't think that's safe. I don't think that's safe for me. Um, even when President Nelson, and, and he didn't force anybody to do this, but when he basically said, hey, I highly encourage people to get the COVID shot. Yeah. Now, I wasn't like for, against, hardcore either way. I just, when he said it, I was like, not for me. Like, yeah. I don't care if the prophet said, and I heard so many people, though, in Utah say, well, I don't really know, but the prophet said to get it. I'm like, no, he really didn't. And you're just going to go blindly believe because a man said to do that. Well, he's the prophet. Yeah, but, <laughs> <like> he, <laughs> y- you know. And now I have a friend that's 23 years old. They got the Johnson & Johnson shot, and he has myocarditis, and he almost wow. died. And I've had two friends that have died from the shot. I've had They're young, in their 30s. And I have two others that almost died but caught it right in time, and now they'll be on medication the rest of their life. Wow. And it came from either a mission president that's home to get it or a church leader. And so I'm like, okay, that, like, to me, my gut feeling was right. I haven't even asked the question. question is, how do people feel in general? I'm sure there's difference in opinions, and maybe your opinion is what I'm really asking for. After Warren Jeffs got accused of the things that he got accused of and got thrown in jail, what is the common feeling among people? in the church?
1: Well, the, the the easy answer is if they consider themselves still in the church, he's done no wrong. Um, There, my mother's one that she, she strongly believes that he is still the one man, you know, he is still the prophet and he's done no wrong to her. Like it, it's, she hasn't even seen the evidence. There, there, there are some few that are so, stuck on the fact that he he can do no wrong and he'll never lead us astray that he's he he has dementia the worst dementia ever right now sitting in prison his health is so terrible really and they're still trying like there's there's a big group big portion of them still trying to take orders from him like really and he 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 makes no sense and you can see that in every revelation like in one paragraph he'll re- He'll uh, oh, that's beat like trying, himself like 10
0: times. It's like trying to take orders from Joe Biden. Yeah. Like.
1: Oh, no. That's so true. That is so true. <laughs> is so true. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. It's like Joe Biden in prison. How would that be? Well, That'd I be think so it'd be cruel. great. But aside from
0: that... <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to get uh, some, some freaking... Uh, AI is going to catch this on my podcast and yeah. throw me on the, on the, the hate list. They're going to cancel my podcast.
1: Yeah, they are. Well, nice thing is I'm here. <laughs> I was here at your last podcast. The, uh, that brings up a point. The, the way you explained the LDS is so much. It's so much how we were like, it's like they said it, we must do it. Yes. Um, I don't differ from my father very much but in, in my father was LDS. He Flds? He was LDS
0: and then converted to FLDS. He converted
1: to FLDS. That's rare. Yeah, no, he he I think he was one of the last ones that ever did it. He did wow. it in the late 60s. I believe late 60s early 70s. And I don't I don't differ from him cuz I I, val- I I hold I am who I am because of the, my bloodline, I believe, you know, like there's a lot of traits that way that that are born you, with. The question is, you. are you going to put it to work? Right. You know, and he was just looking for something different. He mm-hmm. found something different. One, one of his comments, and th- there's history of him saying it inside the LDS and history of him saying it inside the FLDS. When the prophet says that you just have to believe, just do it, just do it. <coughs> So in that same sense, did, did you
0: guys have the song "Follow the Prophet"? Follow yeah. the prophet. Did you yeah. have that? Yeah, we did too.
1: Yeah, that that was. I remember that back in old grade school.
0: We we had that as kids. Yeah, growing up. Well, he knows the way. Yeah. You know, it's like just follow. Yeah, just buckle up. Just let's do it. Do
1: it. Uh, th- there is so many similarities. That it 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 kind of gives me PTSD at times. Like I, I come out of the F L D S and I have a lot of great friends, business associates, customers that are LDS, and I'm just like you're so much similar. I, I mean, obviously you got the so you talk about the declaration. I'm I'm not really getting off subject here, but you yeah. talk about the declaration. We never ever seen that because our theory is, is that back when John Taylor and Wilford Woodruff split And decided they were both the prophets. Um, That's my interpretation of it. But uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was like 1890 or something like that.
0: Okay, I I don't know. We were
1: not we were not supposed to read the Doctrine and Covenants or the Book of Mormon that was printed after that time. That time, so we were actually living when it come to doctrines of the church. We were living that far past, Mm -hmm. and so but but. as you said in the beginning it's so similar it is in the ground roots Mm -hmm. um
0: and both sides are pointing fingers saying we're the right one they're not vice versa (coughs) we have the priesthood and the other side saying we have the priesthood yeah interesting time it would have been interesting to be a fly on the wall at that time yeah to see how it all the problem
1: is what would have been fun is to have friends and being outside looker in, but have friends on deep in both sides, yeah, and you see the similarities. I think you'd find that the only difference really is p- the polygamy, and, um, a- and this is before y- year two thousand. I th- after the year two thousand, the leaders, they went off the wall. Mm. They they went clear off the wall. They
0: and they you felt it. that community up. You felt it.
1: I was too young to feel it that time. That's me looking back. Mm. And and hearing my big brothers, my my uh elder friends that were in that area. Yeah, after the year two thousand when Warren came into into power, it, something got into him. He you seen the that the opportunities uh, the community clear up.
0: You seen that show on Netflix at all the Keep Sweet documentary, Warren Jeff's?
1: I haven't. I I've seen there's there's one on Peacock,
0: I think. I'm sure there, are, sure there is, and maybe it's the same one. I, it, I, nice. I think I've heard of two.
1: I haven't seen that one. There's another one on Peacock, I believe, that I've seen.
0: Um, I, I I find that one a little bit interesting. Um, that was the f- – I probably watched that a year or two ago with my wife, and that, I think, was the, f- was the show that helped me see – wait a second. Wait a second here. I'm pointing my fingers at these guys saying, How could they do that? That's so crazy. How could they have multiple wives? How could they just give all their money to the church? How could they and then when I when I really break it down, watching that show made me realize, wait a minute, I'm not that different. Yeah. I'm just saying that I'm the right I'm right. And they're saying they're right. And I'm like, and so it really has helped me grow so much in the last couple of years in the perspective that, wait a second here. You know, there is, there are millions and millions of people on this world, earth right now, mm-hmm. right? A couple billion.
1: Yeah, there's seven billion plus.
0: And, but then you think about how many billions of people have come to this planet. And then, now let's take this small time in history where Joseph Smith came and started the church and then it broke off once right and there's another group something too yeah. a couple yeah, anyway a couple. but i'd say we're like the main two um what is the possibility that it that it all really happened that we weren't there and that it, that it was completely true well it's possible it is possible what's the chance that it's probable though well it's not very probable as far as numbers go, it's not very probable. So you have to have a lot of faith that you're right. But what I've realized is that every religion says, well, we're right, except for the non-denoms, except for the non-denominationals. Yeah. They're just like, we're just here to sing teach praises and, and teach. Yeah, you know. And so I kind of looked at that and I said, wait a second here. Let me, let me step back and say, let me question some things, you know. And as I've started to question things, I, th- I feel like I've, I think the healthy thing about it and, and I still can go to church on Sunday and I still have a temple recommend and I still have these things. But what I think I've gained from it is perspective that I don't think it's smart to just blindly follow anyone in any, in any aspect, because at the end of the day, we really are just men. We are, we are human. And that's just, that's just me. That's how I feel.
1: There was definitely like, there was very clear in in our society, just like you're saying, like you, you have people to put it bluntly that are following these, these, uh, I'm, I'm going to say teachings blindly Mm. because everything take, everybody takes everything different. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about perspective perspective. and and really what fits you. Like what, like for me, what fits me is not doing everything they want, you know, like understanding their, understanding their teachings a little different than the next guy, following the spirit of the word rather than the word itself. So to speak is one of the sayings that, uh, that was around before Warren came into power was just like, follow the spirit of the. The gospel instead of the word you know like like make sure it feels right yeah pretty much and actually my like this is interesting my grandpa was Leroy Johnson who was uh the prophet
0: before um Rulon. R- before Rulon Rulon yeah
1: before Warren's father right yeah so so that's kind of where my ingrain the ingrainment of my family came from and that was a very much of a decent like if, if men like him would have, it'd be still be alive and flourishing today. Mm. If men like him was the leader. Um, but Warren, Warren made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. Costed him his abilities, his yeah. freedom.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, principles again. So we've both said the same thing. And I, th- I feel like this completely. There's so many things that I was taught as a kid that served me so many things there's things that my that my parents taught me because that that's what they were taught and their parents were taught and their parents were taught but whether it was brainwashing or not yeah it served me it kept me out of drugs and alcohol and being addicted to those things it kept me out of the party scene the crazy party scene um it kept me you know away from a lot of kept you natural. Bad things yeah that could have led me down a whole different path in life. It gave me a perspective that, Hey, you know what? Don't give, be a giver, but also give to society, be a contributor, Mm -hmm. be a supporter of a community and maybe less structured than yours, but still in the same idea that provide value for the world. Don't be a taker. Nothing is given to you, you know, just freely. Like everything is earned. And so there was a lot of just good principles and things learned there that that I think do serve me. What's happened over 200 years is I think we've gotten back to this law of Moses and some things where we just like here's the real rule that God put there, I think. But let's put this rule in front of this rule, in front of this rule, yeah. in front of this rule, so we never break this one, but we got six layers deep so we never get here.
1: You know, and I I share the same opinion on that. But I have a little perspective on what, a different perspective on why. Um, when things get bigger, they have to conform. Mm. So if, if the, the downfall of the FLDS started, in my opinion, after father joined it, after my dad joined it, which was like nobody was joining. Nobody was adding perspective to that community. Mm. So there's no other way than to go down. Um, and the, 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 the smaller the group, the tighter, the tighter you can be. It's, it's a lot like, uh, my family watches NFL and part of them were, uh, bitching about how it's gotten soft, how people aren't. Able to hurt, or to targeting, hit targeting tackle the quarterback, and the truth of it is, it's because it's so big and there's so many eyes on it nowadays. They're assets, so they yeah, have to protect their assets exactly. So it's it's not like one player can get hurt and they won't. They'll just get railed all over their fan mm. by their fans, right? Because everybody's seen it and it's a big deal. It's the same thing. The bigger you get, the more you have to conform to society, to to what the individuals of the group want to do right and i think it's a it's law of nature really if you think about it that way yeah like yeah you...
0: yeah that actually is an interesting perspective um i think one of the things that both of the churches did well and was being industrious making a lot of money for sure if there's churches yeah. that go under i think it is maybe a little bit easier if the church goes off the ground to make money because they're tax-free usually
1: yeah I'm, i'd like to see what they do if they don't have the money they have what's that I'm just saying like yeah pull the money away and see what they do yeah. it, see what yeah. the leaders do yeah yeah i i see think it's interesting proof.
0: because you know in the lds church right now what do they say 300 billion dollars i think with cash flowing assets yeah. and i mean they're i don't know what they're they generate in revenue but it's got to be an insane number they, it, uh, it's growing
1: yeah there was a there was an article i, I don't I don't follow it. I mean, I I love the business principles that religion teaches us. Mm-hmm. I I I I love that aspect, and I have high respect for religious leaders that can make a profit. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's principles. It's like follow what they're doing, and you'll get there.
0: It's so weird. it's it's interesting because I was just talking to my wife about this. Like, it was either the last night or the night before? It's like, you know what, one thing that I think is admirable about the non-denoms is they, they treat it, some treat it more like a mastermind. Where it's just minds getting together to think about religion. When you have ultimate truth claims, it takes that and puts it in a different perspective. So, for instance, if you say an ultimate truth claim saying that we are the only true church on the face of the earth, now you've made it black and white. There has to be truth there. You either are the only one you've separated. You're saying because everybody else, like hundreds and thousands of other churches, I don't know how many, are saying we have the priesthood, we're the only true church, and everybody else is bogus. Well, they can't all be right though, because that claim in and of itself is saying we're the only one, right? But the non-denoms, they're not. They're just saying, hey, we just we just want to learn about God and Jesus.
1: Yeah, we we just want to you know like <laughs> follow what we feel like is morally right. Like let people live. You know, I, I, uh, off camera, I spoke about a group that I'm a part of in Vegas, mm-hmm. a CEO of group. And the leader of that group is actually a pastor that 35 years ago, he, st- he was partnered. I, and I call it partner and he calls it partner nowadays. Uh, cause he learned about business. He partnered up with somebody and they created their own church. And it, and it's like, of you're talking about non-denom or whatever, yeah. um, and he is one of the most wisdom-filled men I yeah. know. You know, it it's like, he he grew, that that church was doing zero to thirty plus million in thirty years wow. just off people donating because mastermind. I I love that perspective. That's really cool. But th- that's really what he is. It's
0: so a religious mastermind, mastermind right? Yeah. Like, if that's what you want to get better at, then here, come, come and we're going to be around great minds that think about religion. Exactly. And uh, the I, I like how you, you put it, too. Like, um, when, when you get big, I don't know how you said it, but, like, when you get big, things just change.
1: You have to conform. To, conform. To, to, yeah, conform to society. There's no other way. I mean, it's self-explosion. Mm-hmm. If you
0: don't I think on record there's around sixteen, seventeen million members now. I, that doesn't mean they're active in the LDS, right? But, but that's it, still relatively very small.
1: But imagine, like you want you talk about declaration, and I and I'm not defending the uh, the the idea that blacks can't hold priesthood. Um, I have a lot. Of, I I love a lot of black people, and I have a lot of mentors that are black. Um, but. Why did that happen? In my opinion, it was getting too big to ignore.
0: Yeah, yeah, had to. They're making too much money, probably. And well, well, how, how, like, how, how in
1: a society could any sizable organization ignore the fact that blacks can and are equal? Right, in a lot of ways, you can't ignore it. No, when you're that big, so I. That there's the reason why you have the declaration.
0: You know what's interesting too is that there's actually, according to some sources that I've read, there's no real proof that Joseph Smith ever said anything about pre- the the black people couldn't hold the priesthood in our church. Yeah. It usually came from Brigham Young, and that's kind of where it started. and And then it was ended right around the time when the federal government basically said, Hey, like, if you don't, then we're gonna come after you.
1: Yeah, and and to defend the LDS and and ultimately the FLDS on black, um, is a lot of the rules and expectations were built before the Civil War, yep. and we all know what and it was the black culture slavery and all that. Yeah,
0: it was the culture back then. Yeah,
1: and and yep. so a lot of the foundation of those two churches was built before blacks before the Civil War, when and before then, all the blacks were slaves. I agree. So that culture created the rules that they were living by.
0: I agree. I think that's one of the reasons why it's hard to look back at some of the things that early prophets said, and you go, ooh, that was a little crazy sometimes. Yeah. It's because, one, we don't understand the culture. but And then the other piece that we've talked about, they're men. They're human. They are human, trying to do the yeah. best that they can in the culture. But do they have bias? Absolutely they do they were raised by a mom and a dad just like we were, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they had people that influenced them and the way they thought. And then they, yeah, they maybe formed some of it in their own soundtracks themselves, but their culture, where they lived, what part of the world they lived in and their mom and their dad and their aunt and their uncle and their grandma and grandpa, that all has a play into how they're going to respond to certain things.
1: Yeah. I mean, one thing I I spoke to my mother still believing in the religion, Warren in the FLDS. And, she it was pounded into her from her birth Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are that way like a lot of people that were over you know 45 50 well i would say more like 50 um by the time it came undone in 2014 2015 are are still just dominant there because that's just what was ingrained to so long luckily i had a lot of relatives that got out before then that gave me perspective. So mm. I had perspective growing up all the time that, uh, I, I doubted it a lot, mm. you know, growing up religion itself, uh, especially cause a lot of people didn't get any attention from the leaders, you know? And so like, you'll find that the people, the group, the the society that didn't get any personal attention from the leaders, uh, seemed to, out on their own.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. When you said that, you know, there was a lot of things that you didn't buy as a kid, I was all I, I was the opposite. I was all in. The I so I my solo we mentioned off camera that you that you listen to one of my solos. Uh-huh. And one of those solos that you guys can look up is me talking about homeschooling. Mm. And I think in that solo, I think it was in that solo, I kind of mentioned that you know, in some ways I felt like I was a member of the FLDS in the sense that I was kind of sheltered more from what my friends were. If you can think of it, I was homeschooled in my ha- like in a very religious community. All my friends were the same member of my church. Uh, my mom and dad were my main teachers. Um, I had one friend that was a homeschool kid too down the street that his mom would sometimes mentor us in a few things that she was good at and so in my mind it's it's a version maybe yeah. uh, in in some ways and i felt like i can see now looking back there's some things i think that most i think most things serve me but there's some things that i would change and i think that's probably every person's childhood you know but um i the, the way that i am today about all of all of that and how how i was raised And I'm curious to know your thought on it too. Um, If this, if the, at at the LDS church is the only true church on the face of the earth. I'm screwed. There's a lot of people that would be right, which we actually don't believe that anyway. We actually believe in work for the dead and all this and everybody will just accept it later on, which is a whole nother topic that we won't get into
1: right i sorry i interrupted no
0: that. it's good i like it um then and if 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 after the split and even before that that god really did appear to joseph smith and and give him the you know eventually the book of mormon and helped him translate it and all everything after if that all is true cuz it either is or it isn't or it isn't simple well, then, by challenging it and asking questions, but in the right heart and frame of mind that, hey, Heavenly Father, like, I'm I'm realizing that I was born in this, that I was indoctrinated into it, that I, you know, and I really just want to follow you and know what you want for me, then if it was the only one and only true church on the face of the earth and I'm questioning it, wouldn't I just land back there anyway? Because my heart is, I want to be where you want me to be. And if you want me to be here, wouldn't I just land back here? And so I think my whole point in all this is, I'm not trying to tell any of my listeners, go get communicated from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the LDS Church. I'm not saying people that may be listening to their FLDS saying, go quit being a member of the FLDS Church. I'm simply saying... The principle that I feel like is the most safe for human beings on the face of this earth with imperfect people trying to start religions is that you have to think for yourself because we all, in my opinion, are entitled to personal revelation and we should be able to question it because if it is the only true church on the face of the earth, you would land back there if your heart is right and you're trying to do it the right way, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. In that sense, you you absolutely would. I I love that perspective. I want to hear yours though. I I would add to that though is. I I think that there's. I'm not atheist by any means, but I've had a lot of you may say, religion trauma in my in my lifetime, so how How can I take the lessons of the past of being a part of a religion, not live in the past, but take the lessons of the past? I'm obviously who I am today because the experiences that I've went through and how I went through them, how I chose to go through them so how can I take the principles of the past and put them in put them in practice and put them in repeat? A lot of the principles that that religion teaches. Are so similar between every religion, and I'm not only talking LDS, Flds. I'm um I think there's an arrogance that's a part of the LDS and Flds because they were founded so short time ago. And when you're talking religion, two hundred years is a very short time. um Agreed. So there's still that arrogance, and and I think it, given another hundred hundred years, the LDS ain't gonna have that arrogance. They're gonna be more like the Christians and the Christians catholic church i mean (coughs) the the laws that bound the the laws that religion are based off are laws of nature and that's the way i look at it Mm. and I, i i don't think i think if you followed what you truly individual and this has been my experience and that's why i'm speaking of it this way um i'm not trying to tell anybody to do anything different than what they feel like is right for them but I, I like I like to say that there's that the right and wrong is perspective mm. between each person. Like, your right may not be my right. Your wrong may not be my wrong. One thing for true is you can't injure people and you can't do them wrong. Mm. And you have to be honest. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't those two things be the only yeah. obvious right and wrong? Everything besides that. nature can control everything i mean Mm -hmm. nature controls everything it's if someone's being dishonest they get taken to the cleaners yeah some call it karma it's a law of nature yeah you know and so i i think that it's uh i don't really view it as like you'll come back more or less and i'm i I know that's not the point you were trying to make but you'll just continue because you're at, at the point that you're trying to follow uh your own inspiration and you're questioning what everybody wants you to do. Society in general wants you to do is you just follow the law of nature.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I don't, I don't think that'll ever do anybody wrong.
0: And the way that I look at that, uh, and I think this is came, came from my upbringing is like universal laws, right? And you're saying law of yeah. nature, universal yeah. laws to me, they're synonymous. Uh, universal laws have always existed and we're just, we just get the agency to choose whether we want to fight against them or just accept them as, look, it's like gravity. Try and fight that. Yeah. It, it's a universal law that's going to happen.
1: You're going to break a leg or something.
0: There's no way to, right, and not on this planet. And and um, I just feel like, again, I, I have so many LDS people that are probably listening to this right now. I think a lot of LDS people do feel the same way. I do. I truly believe that there's so many people in my generation, our generation, um, not our parents' generation, that feel like, hey, there's a few things that maybe I don't jive with. That's okay. Yeah. You don't have to burn it all. You, you can still keep a, a perspective that, hey, this, some of this does serve me. Some of this is good. It's yeah. made me who I am. But I don't have to believe, and and, and this is a real-life example, um, where me and my dad dad differed one time. He said, hey, you can't go have picnics on Sunday because there was a prophet early on that said no picnics on Sunday. I said, you've got to be kidding. Is there really a prophet that, dad, we go to your house every Sunday and we have dinner together. What's the difference from doing it outside and inside? Is it the driving to your house? Versus driving out in nature? Well, that can't be. Is it the fact that we're having food? Well, that can't be because we're having food either way. Is it the fact that we're together? Well, that can't be because we're either way. I said, what is it that's bad about having a picnic on a Sunday? The prophet said it. Show it to me. I'll find it. And he sure did. He gave me, he shot me a text message and, and it said right there, and I can't remember what prophet I could ask my dad and I'll give it to you, but it's true. He, he verified it on the church's website. And I said, my response back to him was dad, that may have been a prophet that you were alive for in your day, but I wasn't. And and personally, I just think that is the biggest load of bull crap I've ever heard. The point to me, the principle to me was that we're trying to build family memories and experiences and we're getting together. Why wouldn't God want us to do that on a Sunday? that's how i looked at it
1: yeah i i think that uh i think that each and every point that you brought up about you know not not varying from the religion more or less but varying from the doing exactly what they the say the letter of the law the letter of the law you the way that i've seen that your every point you brought was just valid and and had a lot of nature behind it, like, yep. why wouldn't you get out in nature? And we were preached that a lot too. Like Sunday, you were at home. Mm. You were at home.
0: You're reading your scriptures. You're yeah, with your family, like, doing nothing. No TV. No nothing.
1: Three or four. Like for for me in my childhood, we had we had Sunday school at eight o'clock in the morning. We had a singing class after that's that. That's evil
0: for the moms to get all their kids ready for the. <laughs> we had you guys have a lot of kids out there. Like, let's just be honest. And then you got to get all those kids ready for church at eight o'clock. That's tough. Those poor moms. Sunday is all I school say.
1: was in your own house, so, so there that's after? Forgiveness there. Or
0: Sunday school was at eight.
1: Yeah. Sunday school is at eight a.m. in the morning. In your house. Was at your house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Some few people would go to their dads or their grandpas and do it but not very often um we had sunday schools and then at, at 11 o'clock we had like a i don't know singing class whatever or Me. singing and then we had church at two lasted till four and then obviously the evening prayers so sundays were full like, it was a full day yeah if you did something on sunday you you were you were obviously wicked because you missed out on you all were this playing day. hooky yeah yeah getting hickeys or something
0: (laughs) that didn't happen did it
1: (laughs) not in my lifetime, and i i'm ashamed of it too so
0: you're ashamed that it didn't (coughs) yeah
1: okay yeah i'm ashamed i didn't i didn't get to feel all that stuff out when i was young
2: (laughs) 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 i've never it's actually my
1: biggest beef if you got if you got my emotions about that religion it's my biggest beef
0: is the dating
1: is the dating and the sex aspect how much that like you knew you knew your parents were in that room going after it, mm-hmm. and then they come out and say it's the wickedest thing you could do, mm. and don't teach you a damn thing about it. Like mm-hmm. if you got my emotions and anger about it, that that's it. Like everything else, I can actually put a principle to. uh And when I say principle, I don't mean the letter of the law. Like the principle of why it was said. Um. Every other aspect, except for the sex aspect, I I don't have a problem with but that religion. Were
0: they just talking about like before marriage though? Because in in our in LDS religion, it's the same thing, and in a lot of other religions, it's like, hey, no sex before marriage. Was it that?
1: No, it it like I I can understand that. Like I'm I'm with my only one. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, my wife is one I lost my virginity to. So mm-hmm. like I can understand the aspect of don't do anything. Like why, why would you want to do anything? Like you have the chance of having a baby with someone that you don't want, mm-hmm. that you don't know if you don't want mm-hmm. to have a baby with. Like I get that it's fun, but yeah, um,
0: we like doing it, <coughs> but yeah, it, it makes sense. that It's safer to be able but, to, but do no,
1: it's, it's the fact that it was so, I I I one time asked when I was thinking about leaving. I asked one of the one of my good friends. that was older that got married three times in the religion, had three different wives. And I said, Were you taught anything about sex? Like, wh- is there a class or something yeah. you go through when they first marry you? Because in in our religion, at least when I was alive back before my time, then um." You could go date somebody and then request to be married to him. Mm. It didn't guarantee it, but you could request it. Mm. The, I I asked him. I says, "Do they teach?" Him? He says, "No. I knew nothing about it other than you watch animals do it all day, literally.
2: Mm.
0: You know, um, there's no birds and the bees talk whatsoever. No,
1: not at all. Like it, there is if you're if your parents are normal." Like, if your parents will realize that you ne- they need to talk to you. But was but that For rare? the most part, no. Nobody did. Okay. Very few people would talk about the birds. There was
0: the birds no handbook. No. There was no anything like that. See, in the LDS <coughs> church, there's something called True to the Faith, and it the only thing that it really does, and in some good ways, I think that it's, you know, the, the church tries to stay out of the bedroom a little bit, which may be a good thing. Uh, cause I think there can be a lot of guilt and shame there, but where where it, I think is not healthy is we don't talk about it at all, and then there's just a lot of confusion, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and then a lot of just unrealistic expectations.
1: Well, I, I I don't want I don't want to necessarily say that like I'm mad at him for not uh, talking about it, uh, other than the effects of not talking about it. So, at least my growing up, I don't know how yours was. It was so avoided. More th- more mm. than punished, it was so avoided that naturally it's just, like, it's wicked. Like, you don't know anything. Yeah. But then your body's natural still. It's like your body does weird shit, you know, and you think you're wicked or whatever the case right. is growing up. Because uh, puberty hits when you're 12, and nobody, that's way too young to start talking about everything. Yeah.
0: And it's different from for a male than it is for a female, I should be honest. Yeah.
1: And, uh... I think it's a little bit of, of, of screwing around with your mind. I think that, like, I think it puts a lot of people in a bad state of mind. I agree because all those hormones going around, and then you're trying to bottle them all up. And I agree. Trying to, I that's the way I don't like it. Is it is is the is what it caused.
0: I agree. I'm gonna step out on a limb, and I, <coughs> uh, I don't care whether people judge me for saying this what or not. Yeah, I am who I am, and I'm going to say what I want to say, and that that just is. Right. Yeah, if you don't like my opinion, go listen to somebody else's podcast. My opinion on masturbation? Yeah. What's better? For a young man who has an, a sexual, just natural sexual desires, for him to go privately in his bedroom, take care of it, without pornography, without another girl, without another person, or... To bottle it up, to hold it in, to have what we've been told in the church is uh, to let the factory, is what we, what was named, it, that, that it's know. a factory. So there's a Boyd Cape actor came out and, and I read it. My dad gave it to me when I was going through puberty. Hey, that you're basically when you ejaculate and um, you know, have a wet dream, uh-huh. then, then that's just your factory, is what we're going to call it just naturally letting go and doing its thing. And that's the way that God intended it is only that way. And I'm like, as a kid, I'm like, okay. And then was I perfect in that? No. Were most boys, (laughs) in my opinion, (laughs) no, I would, I would feel confident in saying that, uh, over 90% of men at some point played around with it because it's your body because it feels good. Because yeah. you're going to figure it out. And then when you do, like to your point, oh, I'm wicked. Oh, yeah. this was wrong. Well, it felt good. So that is like this huge pleasure. But I got this huge shame over here. Yeah. And they don't go well together.
1: Exactly. And and
0: it can be an addiction, though, too. So I, I, I'm i careful with what I'm saying right. to wrap it all together. Sorry, my, to wrap it together. I just feel like what's healthier? If you bottle it up, you get you're creating bigger problems.
1: I. uh I, I don't have I think the worst part of master talking about masturbation is the image it creates. Talking about masturbation, and I'm being funny. I'm
2: trying oh. to be funny.
1: <laughs> you like if you're over there talking I'm about masturbation, th- just that image is just like. Nah, nah. Mm. But but no, seriously, I yeah. To me, your body like it's it's nature. Like your, your body, body needs to, to do something, needs to release something. You know, it, it needs that whatever, and if you don't have a lady to go hunky-dory on, then take it, care of yourself. And your you show, don't want buddy. that to
0: happen. There's actually an LDS therapist, sex therapist, that came out and said that the, all the studies that she's ever done over the decades is that masturbation for men is about as strong as a desire as the urge to eat. Think about that. when you if you've ever done a 3-day fast or a 7-day fast yeah definitely. go past 24 hours you don't have a strong urge because you burn all the glucose yeah but at some point you're going to have an urge and then that urge is going to get stronger because you need to eat yeah so I'm not saying that you need it every day when I say that to be no. clear i'm saying at some point there's going to be an urge
1: yeah i i
0: and I think it's pretty accurate for all the females listening to this.
1: I I, I agree, and I don't think it's a shame thing to sh- be shamed about. Um, I yeah, I think I'm you can be you mature about
0: it. I think you can. I think you can teach kids. I think that a lot of the problem is, is that the parents think that by teaching their kids about this stuff, they're making it normalized and they're encouraging them to go deeper and deeper into it. I disagree and i've I've heard and and heard from professionals on this, and I agree with them is that and in fact they're they're l d s too yeah so it's coming from my own religion professionals that study this topic by telling the kids how it is you're actually relieving them of the curiosity yeah you're telling them I, what it is, and they're yeah. not going to go get false information from their friends
1: well one of the things that i uh so you spoke earlier about like you were you were talking about other people's beliefs, your listeners, whatever. It's easy to convince people to understand you if you know how to do it, mm. and like like telling people that are in a religion, like you don't have to just come up and say you're in a cult. You know, like that's gonna rub anybody wrong that believes that cult, so to speak. Mm. Talk to him about why you think that way, you know, talk to him, uh, go into feeling, get some feeling involved and talk to him why you feel that way. Like, what's this? Like you spoke earlier about like, show me, show me why it's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, show me why going on picnic on S- S- Sunday is wrong. To that same point, what if our parents in, in my case, my parents would come to me and say, look, this is what you're going to deal with. Mm-hmm this is how I went through it. Like, and this is where I could have done better. It's just what you're going to, what's going to happen. You know? So, so it's, it's not about, it's not about, uh, being told it's how you're told, yeah. you know, and like, and put some feeling in there. That, that, that feels good. yeah. You know, like, and, uh, I, I think it's a, it's a natural stress reliever. And I'm, don't talk about it because the image is out there.
0: But. but it's true. I think at the end of the day that God created that for a reason. I think we've misconstrued it um, over time. Um, I'm not saying that we have to highlight and put on billboards. I'm just saying that it needs to be something talked about just the same as having a conversation about faith, mm-hmm. about charity, about loving your neighbor, all these other ideas and principles that are good. Why is it something that we look at as never talked about or talked about one? Like, we talk about the birds and the bees talk, which I never got, by the way. Really? Never did. And I, you know, as a one-time thing.
1: How did you know it wasn't the belly button? And I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know, huh? That was
0: off camera, but (laughs) there are people (laughs) that believe that that's the case. Well, that belly belly button
1: conversation wasn't off camera. That was on your... Uh, what was well, it before we were talking
0: about it, but yeah, Keith Yaki, we yeah, were talking Keith about Yacke. that. That's a great episode. He, he's he got a really cool perspective. It's different for sure. And, and so anyway, my my opinion is, like, do I think a little bit different than the traditional way that I was raised? I think so, but I still think you can. And I think you still can think that way and still hold true to a lot of the good principles that are there. Because a lot of the other stuff, in my opinion, should be challenged, has not been challenged, and should be challenged. I think a lot of people are unhappy with them anyway and are starting to see it, but nobody wants to talk about it. And it goes back to where we started. We don't challenge those things because it was said by a prophet and prophets are infallible or something something like that. It's written. It's written in stone. It doesn't change. It's doctrine. Bull crap, in my opinion. Yeah. Have you, have
1: you ever heard of peer pressure? I'm sure that <laughs> that was, that, to, to me, that was every other word in our religion. Don't give, like, going through school. Don't give in to peer pressure. Mm. Tell me I'm wrong when I say that every, most staunch LDS and and FLDS parents are constantly giving in to peer pressure of their society.
0: Mm. Mm. Just in a way that they don't see?
1: Yeah. It, it. it they they can't see it because they, they think, but why wouldn't you do something? What do you do in your bedroom? Would you do it in front of your neighbors? Mm. And I'm not saying sexual stuff. I'm just saying, like,
2: what videos in do private, you watch? Sure. You know,
1: Stuff like that. What would you do in your own home that you don't do in front of your neighbors? There's a lot of There's stuff. There's a lot of
0: things life. that I wouldn't, yeah.
1: Yeah. and I, I think that's peer pressure. Mm. I think it's given into the pressures of society. Yeah. And that's what I
0: don't like. Yeah, don't you're know. conforming for sure. I had somebody the first time I ever heard this, and man, we've been going a long time. This is fun. This to me is fun. So, we need to wrap this up here pretty soon. But, I, you know, one of the things that I remember is at 14, somebody asked me, it was a, a mentor of mine at 14. And he said, How much of the way that you talk, walk, dress is influenced by your peers? And I really tried to be honest with it at 14. And I'm glad I did. I still remember this. I remember where I was, I remember kind of the thought process behind it. I was like, "Yo!" At first, I started like seventy percent, eighty percent, ninety percent. I was like, "Gosh, it's like a hundred percent." I guess I've got more and more honest with myself, and that hit me pretty early on at fourteen. And I've gone through waves of my life where I think, "God, am I doing this because I want to do it, or is because I think other people will see me a certain way?" Yeah. Is it because I like it? And that's hard to distinguish, man. It really is, at least for me. Is it because I I like it? Because a lot of the things that we do in general anyway are because we see somebody else do it first. And so how do we know? Is it like, well, is it just because I want to look like them and look cool, or is it because I like it?
1: Well, even when you change from doing that one thing that you've been doing, is because you've seen someone else do it. something different. Something different, so you, so you want to do that. Um, But no, I it's... I think societal pressure is, is, real. I agree. Especially in religion.
0: So choose your friends wisely, yeah. which we kind of talked about now. I think it's probably a good place to end because, <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't even talked about money, but that's okay. I like that these things just go where they naturally go. Yeah. I, I like just that th- we, can. this has
1: gone different than I anticipated, but I love it. It's, it's been good. Yeah, but I think the
0: one fun. thing that we can maybe bring back and I think this was still off camera before but you know, you started talking about hey like um be, being around bigger minds, bigger thinkers. And and some of that was on camera. But being around people that think bigger with bigger numbers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Gosh, I think that's important in every aspect of life. It's not just numbers, right? And I think you would agree. In every pillar and area of your life, just be around the cool thing about being an adult is you get to choose now who your people are. In fact, you even get to choose whether you want to be around your family.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I think that that's okay to say if your family's acting up, you don't have to associate with them. There's no rule that says that you have to, if they're messing you up and they're bad at energy and they drain your battery, cut off. That's just how it goes.
1: The, the the old adage that family is everything. I, I think is, is, uh, is correct, but it has to do with your own your own family. Mm-hmm. Who you brought who you committed to and who you brought into Yeah, it doesn't have to be in, blood all, all the time. The earth. I yeah. I had I went years without seeing my most of my brothers and mm. even still the day when I don't have the religion religious barrier there. I'm fine. Yeah, you know, I got my own world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm creating my own world. I hope I'm an example to them. That's super
0: Somewhere cool. That's super cool, so go create your world with people that think big. I think the other thing the lesson that I've learned and is vibe out your vibe like who you are, just let it be authentic. oh don't yeah. hide it because you'll naturally your vibe attracts your tribe, and if you can if you don't vibe it, you'll never attract it, yeah, and so then you're constantly just feeling alone or you're not around people that you want to be around
1: yeah um when I first came in I yeah. never Met Eric before I first came in. You notice I called you guy. I says hi guy. Um, that was my way of just like breaking the ice, look, you know, be authentic. Like I didn't call you by your name. I think hello sir, so and so. Yeah, you know, it's too formal. Yeah, hi guy. You know, so I agree with that whole bunch. Just yeah. be authentic. Yeah, uh um, you. Make people think you're weird. It's fun. Yeah, when people think you're weird, it's fun.
0: Yeah. If that's what you, yeah. If that's what you want to do again, it goes back to be authentic because that's the only thing that is really unique about you is you. Yeah. So this has been fun, dude. I, I never knew. Yeah. I never knew that I would have a podcast, an episode like this. Uh,
1: it's it's not what I expected. Not me I'm, either. I'm glad we had it. Even it even fun, when we sat
0: fun. down and I and and we kind of hashed out before this, I didn't see it going this way. But it's been fun. So thanks for coming mm. in, man. It's yeah. Been a good
1: well, time. thanks for having me. Yeah. Eric.
0: Hey, if you guys feel like this has been of value to you, share it. Get it out there. Share it with as many people as you can. And uh, we appreciate you guys always listening and staying committed to these things. Just know you can reach out at any time. Um, you're also starting your podcast, or have started it soon. Where do they find you?
1: Yeah, uh, building, build beyond with Tecton. It's I don't think we have any episodes out here in the coming weeks. It will.
0: It's like January sixteenth, twenty twenty-four, but anytime in the next week, few weeks after that, you're going to see some episodes. Yeah, have, so if you're have- coming in late, you can expect some coming out. So, hey. So scratch all of that. You can go to figure out uh, where his podcast is and go take go uh, f- follow him and his podcast and go listen to some of his episodes. So, guys, appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening and always listening and sharing this with people. Um, I really do appreciate you guys and everybody that reaches out. I I think about you a lot. Actually, I think about people that are following me and the podcast and my social media, and I think all the time how can I just try to do my best to be authentic to me and share my message and what I feel like I've learned and then bring on the best guests possible and so hopefully I've done that and uh, I appreciate you guys listening this far we'll see you in the next one